Warning, the following podcast may contain language that some listeners may find offensive or confusing or intriguing. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the 3v3 podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. My friends, we have been tasked with something very important. Oh, God. And it's because Patrick made the suggestion. What? <laughs> I'm blaming Patrick. It's all his fault. Um, so my, my friend and coworker, Scott, has decided to take Patrick up on his offer of going to watch a different team while he's waiting for the Boston Bruins to implode. And uh, he would like our help in selecting a new team to follow in the meantime. Uh, and I have criteria. Okay. Go on. Criteria. So, um, obviously, the first big obvious one is nothing that reminds him of Boston, right? So, no rivalries, no, like, big game things that have happened recently, that sort of thing. Okay, uh, check. Central time is fine. And in within the Eastern Conference is also fine. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> no Carolina because okay. of Hartford. Yeah. yeah. Yes, whoa, whoa, whoa. A, a Boston fan gives a crap about Hartford still? No, he is from Connecticut. So Fair yes. enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, he has family connections to Minnesota. His grandfather met her bricks a number of times. Okay. Uh, so Minnesota or Dallas are totally fine. St. Louis as well. As a matter of fact, the closest AHL team to him is Springfield, which is mm -hmm. a AHL affiliate of St. Louis. Springfield, and, Springfield, it's a heck of a town. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, he wants an entertaining team. They don't necessarily have to be good, but they have to be entertaining. Okay. So, and okay. his current sports teams are the Boston Bruins, Boston Red Sox, and the Washington Commanders. This is easy. Ooh. Take it away. Buffalo Sabres. So I was going to go with the obvious of St. Louis because the AHL team is right there and yeah, he was well. already okay with St. Louis, but... Well, St. Louis is going to be bad, but at least the AHL team is there to provide uh, kind of an escape. Right. But Buffalo is entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could Has I go no with the connection with Boston whatsoever. Like Correct. in terms of games and things. There's there's not but, a massive rivalry there. Right. Until there was the time zone restriction, I was gonna go with Anaheim. Yeah, no. He's, I, he's I, one of those sickos that like starts work at 6 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not going to yeah. work for him. Now, <laughs> and I don't know how this is going to work with his wife because he actually had converted his wife into being a Boston Bruins fan, but that's his business. He has to deal with that. So, <laughs> yeah, super, super easy. It's Buffalo. Who does Boston actually have a rivalry with outside of Montreal? Toronto. Which really isn't a rivalry. Do they? Oh, yeah. Or do they just well, make the Leafs crazy? It's it's not so much as it is a two-way rivalry as it is the big brother, little brother thing still. Sure. 
So there's there. This is sort of like uh, it's not a rivalry in the sense that they're trying. You know, there's there's an exacting of a revenge as much as it is just always working their rear ends off to keep them in their place. Mm. So now is there anyone on the current Buffalo's Buffalo's huh? the, the Sabres roster? <laughs> the Western New York Buffalo's. Yeah. Sabres roster that um, have recently played for Boston. Uh, yeah. I feel like yes. Hang on. I really shouldn't try and do this off. The- I'm only good with backup goaltenders, and they don't have one that played for Boston. Um, uh, vamp, 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 vamp. I feel like well, blah, 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 blah. I'm staring at the current roster, and... I don't know that there is. The only name I could think of maybe is oh, there it is, Connor Clifton. Oh yeah, duh, der. <clears throat> I forgot he was in Buffalo. Oh well. But but the um, the resurgence, the resurrection, the however we want to call it, of Chalky Milk Boy is entertaining. Mm-hmm. Jeff, one Jeffrey Skinner. Um, you will undoubtedly fall in love with Owen Power. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of Rasmus Dahlin, who's who's really sort of starting to put even more snarl into his game lately. Mm-hmm. And J.J. And- Paterka. I was going to say, Paterka is really He's picking it up. filled in some gaps yeah. this year. And while they're not like great right now, they're going to be getting better as they go along rather than... As this way. defense matures, mm-hmm. they will be getting better. you got a couple of really good young goaltenders in UPL and, and Devon Levi. I mean, it's it, it sort of... If you want to be if you want to be entertained by a team that fights and competes has got some skill and some speed, Buffalo would be my pick in the mm-hmm. East. Number okay. one with a bullet. Okay. Their record isn't terrible given the play that they've had. Yeah, but they haven't played themselves out of it yet either. That that's they, the scary thing. They they're there or thereabouts. They're it would it would be entertaining to sort of follow them. Yes. Yeah, without now, the emotional like buy-in. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's yeah. And my only concern was that when he said that they didn't have to be good, I'm like, yeah, but as you watch them, you're gonna like get sucked in emotionally and them not being good is going to be very frustrating. <laughs> Eventually, you know, so I was like, mm-hmm. well, so Buffalo's good in this is a good choice in this sense because they will be improving as time goes on. I mean, they're you know. a, they're a they're a very 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 skilled team that's that's sort of fumbling around, trying to put it all together, and once they do, they're going to be even more fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and I always struggle with that. You know, they can be bad, you know, type thing because there's 
there is so bad it's hard to even watch. And then there's bad by circumstance, and then there's bad by intention. Mm-hmm. And anybody who's bad by intention, it's hard to watch. Because mm-hmm. you you just spend the entire game watching the other team because you know that team is not going to do anything. Whereas bad by circumstance, you know, one or two injured players, but there's still enough talent there that they make it entertaining. And I think that's what Buffalo is. Now, if the same division becomes an issue, Mm -hmm. I mean... The obvious answer is New Jersey. But I might actually say Philadelphia. You know, you read my It might be a more rewarding team to look at. A team that is playing well structurally and younger players are getting a chance there. They don't have the fun factor of Buffalo. No, but they do have the... They don't get blown out of games like bad by circumstance teams, like your Columbuses or even your Chicago's. Those are bad by intent. <laughs> well, one is and one that wasn't. Yeah, that's true. But at least Philadelphia can stay competitive, but you know, in reality, things, you know, they are not a cup contender. Anytime soon, but if a few young players hit, if Bobby Brink becomes a dependable second line player as a forward, if they don't cast off Morgan Frost, who's had a pretty decent week this year or this week, God, this week was a year. Um, this year was a week. I don't know. Time's all skewed still. <laughs> Time is as soon as they send Mark Stahl out into the sun and get a few other defensemen, because they found some goaltenders beyond Carter Hart who can play, who can fill in the gaps. And they also have a potential superstar two, three years away. Right about that time, Boston should be hitting. Bottoming out. Yeah. And see, that's the other thing is I was kind of thinking with Buffalo, you've got you've got the the potential of an upswing. You're sort of, you're sort of you're not waiting for one to bottom out for the other one to come up. They're gonna they're gonna gonna kind of cross, right? Right about sort of a, a midway a midway point between. The, the lowest of the low and the highest of the highs. I think there's going to be a cross between those two teams. Mm-hmm. And so you wouldn't, you wouldn't feel like you had to go all the way to the bottom to watch the other team go all the way to the top. Although so, it sort of depends on if you want to enjoy how much of the ride up you want to enjoy. Or how much the ride down you want to enjoy. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> because there is that too. Uh so what about outside the conference? So we have in conference or in division, out division, what about outside the conference? I'd say Dallas just because I would uh, I would agree. Not for any specific reason other than the f- freaking freak of nature that is Joe Pavelski and Jason Robertson. 
and uh, see if Wyatt Johnson can sort of reclaim his form. But those two, they're just inane fun. It's like you sit there and, oh, he's done it again. And you're like, the guy's like, what, 70? And he's still just parked in front of the net making ridiculous tip-ins or scoring clutch goals? I mean, come on. Look, he was in the ice since what year? Oh, wait, wrong Captain America. Sorry. (laughs) You know, there is the ultimate just sort of like diamond of the – Exactly. The diamond and the diamond – the diamond and the rough of the rough, you know, and they'll everyone will always always oh, a seventh round pick. Yeah, you know that can happen with because but forwards, you know that is forwards rare. who are remarkably average at everything. He's not average height, average weight, average size, average speed. I mean, there's nothing that jumps off the chart until you look at a stat line. He's just consistent, dependable, and durable. Is the sum of all of the averages. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, that was like that first-year Vegas team. The difference between their highs and their lows and skill talent was so close that it, you know, you didn't have the massive drop-off from your high-end talent to your low-end talent where your low-end talent had to be sheltered. They could roll four lines because they were all equal. They had, you know, mm-hmm. just that middle six lineup can take you very far. And that's Pavelski. Just a guy who's really solid at everything, not great at any one thing. You know, the ultimate sort of quote unquote five tool player. Doesn't have world class speed, doesn't have world class hands, has great hands, has average speed, has, you know, durability like nobody's business. A good, a good nose for the net, nose, and you know, seeing him out there all of these years, still doing the same tip drills. You know, there was a reason the dude won the accuracy shooting thing at the Vegas All Star Game. He works on those skills. You know, it's it's sort of to your point a while ago, Cassie. You know, going back to the fundamentals. You work on the mm-hmm. fundamentals every day. You're going to be fine. Dallas is set up for success short term. That's the only downside to this pick. Will their defense in two years keep them in the race? Or is that going to be the cause that that bottoms them out? I think they'll be able to replace forwards. But they need to keep Jake Ottinger from pulling, say, a Cam Talbot and playing 70 games and then falling off a cliff. Well, that's when you go back and look at Buffalo. <laughs> I mean, if you, uh, the way I like to do it is I sort of pick a couple of teams in each time zone that interest mm-hmm. me, and that way I can follow the sun, so to speak, when the games are on. You know. Yeah, and that's kind of why I like mention you know Central Division because yeah. it's like, eh, give them an, give them some options. You know, the prime example today is Sunday, the Charsha of November in your region. Um, I'm not really terribly interested in the Ducks-Blues game. Meh. Meh. I'm interested. Is Carlson playing yes or no? That tells you if you should even flip it on for five minutes. I'm not, I'm not even interested in him right now. Really? Yeah. Okay. 
it's it's hard for me it's hard for me because I'd much rather watch the Sabres and Blackhawks for the Sabres. Tire, fire, tire, right? Fire. <laughs> and then, you know, if I'm watching the Blue Jackets Columbus game or the Blue Jackets Columbus game, if I'm watching the Blue Jackets Flyers, game, I mean, it's it's for Fantilli and to see how Philadelphia plays. Oh, those Blue Jackets. I want to see Fantilli. I, I have a soft spot for Adam Fantilli. But since they also announced that Patrick Line is going to be a healthy scratch tonight, that whole thing is going to be even more interesting. Yes. And what? Golden Knights, Penguins, just meh. I have no interest in it. I know what's going to happen. It's going to be yep. a completely structured game with completely structured scoring. It'll probably be four to three Vegas. You know, it's not going to be, it is not going to be a, you know, Pittsburgh will in, invariably cause some chaos, both good and bad for themselves. And Vegas will just remain in a structure that is just destined to make them a machine again. So I've been watching Pittsburgh this season and probably will for the next couple of seasons because it's one of those, well, Crosby is going to retire at some point soon. So kind of want to watch as much Crosby as I can before he retires because how many times are you going to get to watch Crosby, right? So, um, yeah, they've just been shooting themselves in the foot in the third period. Mm -hmm. So, eh. I mean, I'm sure it'll be 4-3 up until like halfway through the third and then Pittsburgh will shoot themselves in the foot and it'll be like 7-3 by the end of the game. And that's potential too, you know. Yeah. But Vegas is just like the T-1000. It's just relentless. You know, not not saying that they're perfect. No team is for 60 minutes, you know, but... They're just there. It's just a relentless mechanical way to play hockey. Not saying it's good or bad or indifferent. They have some exciting games and some exciting moments, but it's just so. So they're the New Jersey Devils of the of the era. You know what? They kind of are. They are no. uh, Well, a little bit. The 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 twenty years ago New Jersey Devils of the era. The Jacques Lemaire. You know, not not focused Mm -hmm. on the neutral zone trout. Not that it mattered anyway, but they're they're not so defensive minded that it that they sacrifice the offense. They found a really good balance between the two, and I think no when when they knew when to strike, they could easily four one five one decisions yeah. because they could score almost on demand. Yeah, and and I'm now sort of thinking that we should probably, in deference to your friend. Cassie, probably stop talking about the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh. Because they're head coach. Uh, no, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I was talking about picking picking teams. I, I know. We can talk about whatever we want. <laughs> I know, but, you know. It's... You can always skip over or turn it off. <laughs> I feel like there needs to be a spoiler or a, a content warning in that section. <laughs> warning. Yeah, yeah. yeah, whatever. Yeah, Um <clears throat> You know, I really, yeah. I mean, if you want to watch, and, and if you want to see the Schadenfreude 
if you if you want to watch a once shining franchise going down the tubes quickly, you could always start watching lightning games. <laughs> I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to do the right thing and not laugh at other people's pain. <laughs> Too much. Because <laughs> man alive. You know, outside of the win last night against Edmonton, that has been abysmal. Cooper's been past his shelf life for a while, but now they can't hide it. Well, add to that, you know... Show me a great goaltender and I'll show you a great coach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that all of these losses or anything have been on Vasilevsky because, you know, being shut out for almost 200 minutes is not a, is not a byproduct of the goaltending. Mm-hmm. But uh, yoinks, jinkies. I mean, they are second in their division and goals allowed. And they are first in goals four. It tells you everything you kind of need to know there. Yeah. I mean, oh, we had Mm -hmm. Hedman out for a while. Okay. So you're... No, they're just tired of you, Cooper. That's all. (laughs) You know, I started thinking about that and, and... It was fine when they were winning, but now that they're losing, they're like, yeah, we don't want... We're done. It sort of makes you wonder how much they were even listening to him, even when they were winning. I suspect not a lot myself. I mean, you know, it's it's like working in an office where your boss is an idiot, right? You just tune them you out. Just, you just, yeah, you tune them out. You do what you normally do. Everything runs fine, you know, kind of deal. Um, and... I've been wanting, I, I've been thinking that for a long time myself, that, that they're just doing that. They're just tuning them out, doing their, doing what they normally do, you know, and that's that. But yeah, when you run your goaltenders into the ground, you can't, you don't get very far anymore. Cooper has a habit of, has always had a habit um, since he would, has become a professional coach of, Riding a hot goalie way into the ground and not giving him the breaks that he needs to have to like recover from a long stretch of games or whatever. It's just, nope, playing the hot hand. Like, yeah, you don't manage people very well, do you? (laughs) When you have a, when you have um, a McLaren Senna in the garage and sitting next to it is a Volkswagen Beetle from 1974, which one are you driving? Yeah, but at the same time, it's you know you have to you have to put your McLaren into the uh, um, garage every once in a while to service it, you know. And then you end up. It's not going <laughs> to run indefinitely without an oil change. <laughs> then you end up on public transit. Um, <clears throat> just kind of. Anyway, I'm getting away from that analogy very quickly. Um, So the Dave Knobloch, I'm sorry, Chris Haxtell, God, I'm sorry, Chris Knobloch era and Edmonton's been um, completely exactly like the Jay Woodcroft era. Who knew? Weird. 
It's almost like it's not even the coach's fault. Mm, can't imagine why. Well, maybe not that particular coach's fault. Maybe, maybe the wait. One of the other nine before him. Well, <laughs> there's there's been one consistent coach there the entire time, Pat. Oh, and who is that one, again? Dustin Schwartz, the goaltending coach of the Edmonton Oilers, who has managed to produce absolutely nothing. Yes, this is the repeat of last week's show. <laughs> I am fully aware of that. But it just highlights wait, to me. Wait, are you, Patrick, are you telling me that one win didn't magically solve all things that ailed Edmonton? No, not even two wins. Oh, who not knew? Even, not even a coaching change. Yeah. Just period. Yeah, and it, it, not even a Mark Spector column. Oh, poor <laughs> Mark. I feel so sorry for Mark. I mean, way to become the story. Way to make yourself the story. You mm-hmm. hard done by journalists. Oh, Mark. <laughs> Sports writers aren't journalists anymore. Can't can we believe just... they... Uh, some are. I'll, I'll give it to some, but uh, yeah, no, he's Can't not. believe <laughs> they did that to you, Mark. It's just so painful to watch. <laughs> Jesus Christ in heaven. <laughs> Rule number one, mm-hmm. you are not the story. Rule number two, do not inject yourself in the story. Rule number three, see rules one and two. Mm-hmm. Make the story about yourself. Do You instantaneously lose every amount of credibility you had with me. <clears throat> the only exceptions I will say, and they were not made part of the story on their own, the... Subject of the story made them part of the story was Mark Lazarus going toe to toe with Rocky Wirtz, asking him a question, and Rocky Wirtz blowing up at him, and Mark trying to get an answer to the question. So that was a byproduct of the situation that Mark became part of the story, not of his own doing. Spectre will well, find... Well, he became part of the story for two reasons, though. He became part of the story because the person he's asking the question is refusing to answer the question. And two, he's actually doing his job, unlike half the half of the hockey journalists out there, by asking hard questions. Yeah, he asked a question that literally everybody wanted to know and had the gumption right. and the foresight to do it. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know... Spectre, Jesus. There's a difference between asking the question everyone knows the answer to because you need it said out loud. Something that Lazarus did in that situation. Then there's just ants asking the questions that Mr. Spectre likes to answer because he knows what the response is going to be and it doesn't advance anything but his own narrative. Why are you so pissy? I'm not pissy. Mm-hmm. What, what what question is that? What what sort of information does that convey to readers? No, that's just Can you. Say he doesn't like the guy. <laughs> you know, when, when you've got. Why are you so mean to me? <sighs> Jesus. When when you know when the guy outlives the players. Um. Well, my guy thinks he's 
equal to the players. That he is one of their group. He has become maybe not a player per se, but a member of the team. I don't. Then you are no longer a journalist being informative. I, I don't think he thinks he's a member of the team. I think he thinks he's a member of the organization, which makes him um, immune to the comings and goings. Like he is not at risk of being let go before any player he targets is run out of town. Right. You know, so he's got, he can go just completely balls out on anybody who wants to, because he thinks he's, they're not going to fire, you know, I'll run you out of town. They're not going to run me out of town. Right. Well, the ego, He's been with Rogers since 2009. He's been in that mer- market longer than that. Yeah. What's the common denominator besides him? The team has been nothing special. Even with Connor McDavid, even with Leon. They've just been a team that plays in that city. But he has all the answers, I'm sure. Just like some galaxy brain coaching. <laughs> Which team are you talking about? Yeah, There's I was so many. Say. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we could talk about the Columbus situation. Scratching line A, maybe there's a good reason for it for line A's sake. Maybe there isn't, but I believe it was Aaron Port's line shared earlier. Um, CBJ has used 33 different line combinations at the start of games already this season. We're not even at the 20-game mark. Have they been under the big injury bug? I think they're under the composition bug. Composition bug. Last week we heard out of Carolina that some guys are just, I don't know what, because the comments sound like they're not putting the effort out. Other comments are like everyone's working too hard. It's nobody nobody knows what's going on. So they're just kind of putting their own spin on it. No, no one can explain (laughs) the results that they are getting. When they're running out virtually the same team year in, year out. They keep getting older, but they're not blossoming. They're almost regressing a little bit. Like getting older can affect your physical ability to do things. Or it's a composition issue. We're doing the same thing over and over again. Everyone catches up and it affects Wayne until some other team comes up with a shiny new thing. Like so many, most, okay, all, people in hockey, they're reactive, right? They're not changed. They're not being proactive, seeing what's out there, trying to be on the edge of change where they can like outthink, outdo, outperform everybody. They are just looking at people who are doing that and thinking, how can we emulate that, right? And 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 nobody's doing that. They're not changing. And this is exactly why the general managers are asking the league to save them from themselves 
Again. With regards to three-on-three overtime. Again. Because dictating to your coaches, this is the way we need to play because theory, you are the direct supervisor for the coach. You should have some insight into direction and how things, not exactly how things are done, but the way they need to be done in the end. But no, we, we, we can't give up competitive advantage. So we need the league to change the rules because we don't like the way we're doing things. We don't like the way everyone else I is doing things. <laughs> I can't change anything about the way my team plays. Right. So let me get the league to change everything for all of us when there's not really a problem. If you're always and a victim, you don't have to change. And so some of these teams running into issues. We, The Islanders, you know, they've won a couple games, but they're a, they have construction problems. But they also have composition issues. <laughs> you know, listening to, um, <clears throat> listening to the insiders, you know, state that they believe that the Islanders are looking for a scoring forward. Just, I want to die laughing every time. You had one. You had one. He played wonderfully with Matt Barzell. You had one. And now you want to find a replacement. And it's the same thing happened to Everly in Edmonton. They let him go, and then all of a sudden they couldn't find anybody on the right wing. Well, you had one. You traded him for a Strom. Just, <clears throat> dear God. <laughs> Just <laughs> go sign Phil J. Kessel, please, somebody. And no, that wasn't a sign-off. <laughs> no, don't don't go to the island. Don't no. don't do that. Don't do it. No, just we will make you shave your beard. Don't just do it. Somebody rescue my my precious little Matt Barzell, please. Seattle, he needs to go play in Seattle again. <laughs> uh, Cassie, are we sure about that? Well, no, but <laughs> he would like it. It would make him happy. At least until the team started not doing well or continued to not do well. But um, he would be happy being back in Seattle. So, What is a decent team that either lacks on the power play or is just kind of boring to watch that could use an injection of ins- excitement? All of them? <laughs> Take a name out of a hat? I don't know. (laughs) I'm doing that so I can wander through all the teams in my head. I mean, I don't want to see him in Minnesota. No. I definitely don't want to see him in St. Louis. See, that was the one... that's one of the places it makes the most sense, but it would still be just die meh. On the vine. L.A. Uh, only if they got rid of that $8 million boat anchor on the third line. Who's done? Who was put on list this week for good offseason acquisitions. But then you go in and you read the entries, and it's like, was he good? He wasn't. 
He's struggling to get going. I hate to say it. Maybe the whole Islanders, Calgary Flames trade partner thing might make some sense. God, I don't want to see him in Calgary either. Zadorov wants to leave. (laughs) What do you think? Zadorov has asked for a trade. (laughs) Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? Um, you think uh-huh. he's miserable in Calgary? I know, he would but he would them. be beloved by that organization. I think they don't. That's a completely separate thing. But he is exactly the type of player <laughs> they would love, for better or for worse. <laughs> and that's that's just you've just like put the. <laughs> You've just like summed up the NHL NHL trades in a nutshell. But they don't need him, but they would love him. <laughs> Pat? Um, okay, that was just no, it, me, no, it was, it was. Sorry, I'm a man. I can only do one thing at a time, Cassie. Um, and, and my oh, little brain sorry. had the, you know, the. Didn't mean to confuse organ, you. The wind it's, it's up okay. organ grinder monkey in my brain was still working on something else. Pat? The Washington Capitals. Yep. Now no. we're talking. Now we're talking. No, I don't like the Washington Capitals. Don't put him there. <sighs> I think he would have. We need more teams that we hate. Honestly, I've got my four that will always be in perpetuity. Um, you know how much fun he would have with Oshi. And by the way, I it didn't get a it didn't get a hell of a lot of play that I saw across some of the media sites. Oshi dribbling the puck on his stick, doing the flip over, it was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at speed, full speed or full in, game in a speed, game, right? Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, I think he'd have fun with Oshi. I'm going to trade Oshi to the Islanders. I'd be okay with that. Keep Barzal. I'd be okay with that. Hmm. There's two ways to make a player better in a trade. Either trade someone in to like help him out or trade him out to help somebody else. I'd be okay with Oshi on the Islanders. I think they yeah. absolutely fall in love with him in New York. He's only got what a couple years left, really? Just... No, this I believe oh, this it is the last, last year. year. Oh, see, even better. Rental. Yeah. Uh no, one more after this. Okay. 0405 or 24 25. He'll be 36. He is currently 36. Yeah. What the hell? So he's too young for the Islanders right now, is what you're saying. (laughs) No, he's perfect. Let him ride the. He will turn 37 next month. He's playing decent. You know, he's still a little TJ Oshie. U.S. player, Lou exactly. will like that. 
Oh, dear God. I knew his numbers were down. Yeah, well, the entire team's numbers are down. The entire team's doing good this season, and and that makes my black heart, like, happy. (laughs) But they're 9-4-2. That's the crazy part. It's that is the ultimate by committee. <laughs> yes, because they're not getting, you know, carry price level goaltending mm-hmm. carrying them. They've won four of their last games. They have only allowed mm-hmm. 40 goals in 15 games. They've scored mm-hmm. less than that. And Ovechkin's just starting to roll. Uh. Usually he's slow. <laughs> Roll. And for a 30-goal pace, let's be honest. He's not putting up any miraculous numbers this year. I will be surprised if he reaches 30 this year. <clears throat> Look, they've got a they've got a bad West Game uh, West Coast road trip in them where they get to beat up on some teams. Or they even then, really suck on their West Coast road trip uh, to make them feel even worse about uh, themselves. <laughs> and therefore trade Oshie. To the Islanders! Hey, so, so is this the one we need to manifest? Is this the trade we need to manifest this You know what, Cassie? Year? I think it is. I think all are all three okay. of us in agreement. Oshie to the Islanders? Do we have a trade back, though? Who's, who's, who are they getting back? They... Lou wants to get rid of Oliver Wallstrom so bad he can't see straight. Okay. Give him Wallstrom in the third. I think the Caps would take that running away. It'd be the only thing they could do that would be close to undoing the Martin E. Rat trade. No, not undoing. Yeah, undoing. Erasing from history. I mean, <sighs> Meh, Kyle Palmieri. Nah, Lou is Lou is Lou. I, nah. I swear Lou is going to be buried with Kyle Palmieri. <laughs> Him and Matt Martin. Dear <laughs> Lou, are. are no, Matt Martin's a UFA after this so, season. So is Kale so. Clutterbuck. They will still be on the fourth line next year. As long as Casey Sezikis is on this team, that's their fourth and line. Lou's not getting rid of Casey Sezikis anytime soon. Not for another three years. Or until he gets himself into cap trouble again. A la Devin and then Taves. he's got to hope that the Atlanta Okafenokis come in, that he can dump one of them that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I think we need to manifest that one. You know what center would actually be very good in Washington? Brock Nelson. Nope, can't get rid of Nelson's goal column. Oh, I know. But is he the... We were talking about Joe Pabowski. Is he just turning into 
the lesser Canadian version of Pavelski, just solid, consistent player year in, year out. Yeah. But will never be on an Olympic oh, roster. God. And excuse me, he is 100% American. Of course, he plays for Lou Lamarillo. <laughs> so he very much is Joe Pavelski light. Another Minnesota guy. Minnesota. Oh, now you're just, that's just crazy talk, and I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, my God. It had never worked, but it would be glorious. Not, uh, hold on. I think we could make this work. Are you talking about roster composition, it would never work? Or are you talking about the trade would never work? Um... A little bit of both. <laughs> okay. Hmm. No. Pollock, Pellock, and Mayfield all have yeah, no trade clauses. Not, no way. They're not giving up on Dobson not anytime anymore. soon. But that's where that's where their salary structure comes into question when he's up. Romanoff. And Barzell. Romanoff and Barzell. Yeah. 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 I'm half tempted. How do we get Ryan Suter to the island? Do you want to destroy the heart and soul of every poor, long-suffering New York Islanders fan? Pat, are you really, really <laughs> that black in your heart that you want to do that to a team that has been struggling, struggling to find some glimmer of hope when they went through the whole business with the stadium and and watching John Tavares walk away and then having the bright spot of Matt Barzal come in and then having Lou Lamarillo put that bright candle within like an ancient stained glass, rusted out type candle votive thing. <laughs> Are you suggesting that Lou Lamarillo is an uh, ancient Babylonian demon that needs to be disposed of? <laughs> Jesus, Cassie, it's starting to feel that way. <clears throat> so then I will answer your question with a question. Were you really directing that to me to answer? You're the one that threw out Ryan Suter. <laughs> because that's exactly the type of trade Lou would do and accept. And it would never work because Suter has never played on the East Coast. And it would be too big of an adjustment due to his lack of foot speed at this age of You in his threw game. it out there like a summoning spell, knowing full well <laughs> I know. that because I wasn't looking for the good hockey trade, I was looking for the obvious loot. Which trade. he would not have done, but you put it in the universe. You sat there, you drew the little sex sided. <laughs> As we're talking about manifesting things, no. Well, it's not like <laughs> Tyler Sagan's going the other way. 
You know what you, I mean? You put the sand on the floor. You drew the shape. You put the <laughs> candles down. You turned all the lights out in the room. You. Th- but I checked the book out of the library, but not that kind of library. You tore the page mm-hmm. out of the sacred text. You <clears throat> burned it in the center, and you threw the... Danced around it naked, chanting, like, things. <laughs> Boston hockey, Boston hockey, Boston hockey, <laughs> Love it all, Lou. Love it all, Lou. Mm-hmm. You went full pagan. You did the ritual. You threw it out there. And now I'm going to have to listen to all my Islanders friends. Go, why did he do that to us? I'm like, I'm sorry. Okay, Mason Marchment and some picks for Barzell. And they're not dumping Marchment. That's that's a that's a that's a Jamie Ben replacement, and I'm not gonna make the obvious joke because <laughs> I don't. There's I so many say, you could have done. So one, I don't need to. <laughs> two, I really don't need to. Three, you got good ones too. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to think of a good one that doesn't insult Marchment in the process. Although he does play down in the lineup. He's got no problem going to the box when he... <clears throat> oh, yeah. And how many years <laughs> has that been and how many years? Yeah. It'll never not be funny. It will never not be funny. It will never die and it will never, never not, not be, be funny. funny. It's like, you know, be careful what you put out publicly because it will come back to haunt you for years and well, years and years. <laughs> The old thing was it wasn't meant to be public. It was meant to be a DM. Well, yeah, don't use a social networking site to talk like that. You've got a phone. What else does it have on there besides Twitter? Wait a minute. Texting. (laughs) Yep. I mean, dear God, people. Yeah, you just can't save some people from themselves. Yeah, That's this just is how this it. is 100% undeniably true. And uh, I've not been able to find this because I've been looking for the last couple of minutes. Um, I can't find the reporter who asked, who not, didn't ask, said to Leon Drysaddle, it doesn't feel like anyone's going right now, to which warranted Leon's response. Yep, great observation. <laughs> Nobody's owned up to it. That statement. Which is weird because, you know, usually there's somebody somebody else standing around willing to point a finger. Yeah, a little bit. <clears throat> but again, this just, you know, my love for Leon Drysaddle and his disdain for your BS is just it grows exponentially I don't care how bad they're doing there's nothing better than a snarky Leon Dreisaitl so when is he going to get into coaching so he can be the next John Tortorella I don't want that path for him I, I don't know what I want for, mm. my, for my precious Octon baby when, when he decides to hang him up but I don't want him to be a coach Mm. Not even the team. 
the coach that leads well, Germany see, to a gold medal okay. over I don't Canada. Want him to be a coach in the NHL. Let's put it that way. Okay. Uwe Krupp. Yeah. <laughs> what about Uwe Krupp? You know Uwe's done a good job. A fantastic I w- job. I would. I would like to see Leon do the Fedorov. Go back to the DEL. Coach in the DEL. Work with the national program. You know, continue being the beacon there. Because even if he becomes a Stanley Cup winning coach in the <laughs> you know in the NHL, it's not going to get that much play back in Germany. The impact the impact won't be as great as if he is there day in and day out, I should say. So you want him back in Germany so he can go mm-hmm. to the game in Germany. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, we've got more than, you know, another, we've got a, I want them to start competing more frequently on the international stage. And Uwe led to, you know, Uwe led to like, well, even though Marcel Gotch was parallel to him. Marco Sturm, you know, but Leon, Leon's cachet will, I think, drive even a few more. So, how about with the women's Either one, don't care. Okay. Either one, don't care. Yeah, because that's really what you want to see is a is a bunch of house frows. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I could make some comments, but I will refrain. <laughs> yeah, they need they need to change their uniforms over to the uh, the uh, the Oktoberfest um, beer servant. We. Um, <clears throat> No, I, I, I have to say that the best women's like sports nickname for any national team has to be Australia and their Oh god, that is awesome. No. Oh. <laughs> they call all of their women's sports teams the Matildas. Awesome. And it's just awesome. great. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. Um, oy, Not oy, taking oy. the bait. Come on. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 so speaking of NHLers potentially going to coach, are there any NHLers current or past you would like to see coach women's professional hockey? This has been the 3B3 Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at 3v3podcast. We're available for NHL consulting at reasonable fees.